0: What's up, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Worthy Pieces podcast. My name is Rhonda Davis, and I'm so excited to be here recording this episode today. Um, I found myself really struggling with inspiration of what to record, and then a really interesting conversation came out of one of my sessions today, and it kind of impacted me on different levels because I, I spend so much of my day talking to people, validating feelings, getting people to own their emotions and stand in their power and communicate them. But the one thing that I found I probably don't preach or teach or coach enough is defining and validating what's normal and what's okay to feel and what's not. And what I mean by this is I had a client who in in our conversation today, she sat back and she said, she asked me, am I okay to feel this way? Am I over-exaggerating? Am I making the situation bigger than it needs to be? And for whatever reason in that moment, like there was a part of me that just like my heart kind of broke and I looked at her and I said, well, why wouldn't you be okay to feel this? And she said, well, I just feel like it's bugged me for so long and and we've had so many conversations about it that I just don't know if my feelings are valid anymore. And for whatever reason, it hit me in in the state that I feel like so many people don't understand what is normal and what is healthy and, and really, truly, it lacks the understanding of the emotions. And so those are kind of the three points I want to focus this um, episode on today. Is that, one, what is normal? I find this question really serious because I get it. I get told all the time, Rhonda, I want to be normal. I want to feel normal. And I cringe every time a client or somebody tells me that because really what is normal? I'll explain it like this. Your childhood that you grew up with was your normal. My childhood that I grew up with was my normal. Does that mean that mine was any better than yours? I don't know. I think that we can define it as maybe I had a healthier childhood or you had a healthier childhood. But as far as normal, like our normal was what we were created with and what we were exposed to when we were younger. So the example I'm going to use is let's say if I was a little girl who grew up with alcoholics as parents. And for me, watching my parents drink day in and day out and drink beers and six packs and, and alcohol you know, every hour of every day. If I didn't know any better, if I didn't have any exposure from friends or other family to tell me that that wasn't okay, I'm going to grow up assuming that that is a normal way of parenting or a normal way that every other kid is growing up. And and now think about like if I went and had a sleepover at my best friend Sally's house, right, when we were younger, And let's say I went over and her parents don't drink alcohol and I didn't see them drunk or I didn't see, you know, the the 30 packs of beers in the fridge. For me, I'm going to question my childhood and my upbringing. And there's going to be a part of me that questions what is right or wrong or maybe what is that normal? And for Sally, her growing up in a non-alcoholic home, in a sober home, that's her normal. Right, and as adults, we listen to this and think, "Well, yeah, Rhonda, then then you grew up in a toxic environment." Sure, whatever else we want to label it, we can talk about that. But as far as normal, it's my normal compared to yours. And so, what's interesting is when we grow up and and we become adults and we have all of these topics, regardless if it's childhood upbringing or religion or values or or culture or art, it's really anything that influenced our upbringing and created this value system was given to us by our parents and our grandparents and our families and those that are surrounding us. So if we don't have a healthy surrounding or a healthy environment, we're going to question what's normal and what's not normal. And I found myself just so kind of intrigued by this today when I was sitting with my client because she questioned on if her feelings mattered in this situation we were talking about because she... Hasn't one a? She hasn't gotten the validation from other people that she's deserved, but she also found this invalidation in her feelings because she continuously has felt this way, and she's continuously had conversations about her feelings, and and when we question that, and when we constantly are bombarded or um, overwhelmed by these feelings. We find ourselves questioning, like, can I feel this way? Is it valid for me to feel this way? And the answer is yes, absolutely. And I'm going to tell you why that is in a minute. But I want you to really think about that and, and think about how many times in your life have you questioned not feeling normal or maybe have felt crazy because, you're in this state of a mental health, maybe you had a mental health breakdown, maybe you're becoming sober, maybe you just went through a breakup, like regardless of where you are at in that stage of life, we've probably always had something that we've compared ourselves to that's questioned our normalcy. And I'm going to just encourage you to reframe that, right? Because your childhood, your household, your life that you're creating is your normal. It's what you know. It's what you've been conditioned for. It's the value systems that you have adapted into based on what you were experienced with. However, I want you to rephrase that and get rid of the word normal and rephrase, is this healthy? Is this appropriate? And is this safe? If any of those answers are no, then you maybe need to redirect or rethink that decision or that environment or that relationship or that coping skill or that behavior or whatever that is that's making you feel unsafe or inappropriate. It's not a state of normal. As much as it is is validating that we need to make a healthy, appropriate, safe lifestyle for us and for our children rather than creating this overwhelming... Um, Kind of like doomsday cloud of shame and normal. And if you don't live up to those expectations, whatever those expectations you think are there, then you're not living a quality life compared to everyone else. And I think this is so sad as a society that we've kind of allowed ourselves to get to this place. Um, And I'm going to expand on that in just a moment also because i know it's it's also kind of systemic and it's generational and i know that this has been something that like personally there's not one individual that has kind of created the the sense of normal for us this is sadly our society right and and it doesn't matter the topic like like going back to the comparisons we see this all the time in body shaming or clothing or backpacks or cars or money or jobs or you name it and there's always some type of comparison that we're doing that fits under this quote unquote normal and for me it just it's so sad and i'm you know i'm first one to admit there are times in my life that I have also compared myself to others and and haven't felt normal or haven't felt sane. And I don't know why, but for whatever reason, when I had my client across from me today and her not feeling quote unquote normal or her not feeling validated in her own feelings slightly broke my heart. And so part of this podcast today is to reassure you that no matter what you are feeling, No matter what stage in life you are, no matter what upbringing or childhood you have, you are normal. You are a human being who probably has had a fucked up childhood or traumas in your life that have affected you. That is normal. Just like having like day-to-day colds, right? I don't know one person in my entire life that has never, ever, ever had a runny nose or a cough or a cold. And so... I really like I compare that all the time to mental health is we would never shame someone who has a cold or who has a broken leg or who has a disability that has to live their life or even if it's just for that day they have to change the way they function or change the way that they operate because of what they're going through for this physical exception or this you know catastrophe that they're dealing with but yet when it comes to mental health We question ourselves, we justify ourselves, we make excuses for why we feel the way we're doing, we put on this face or we put on this mask that is total bullshit instead of just being our honest selves, our truthful selves, and just being in that present moment. So I'm going to encourage you, get rid of the word normal and really truly ask yourself what's appropriate, what is safe, and what's healthy for me and that needs to be what guides your day-to-day choices. And if feelings are wrapped up in that, is it appropriate me? For, is it appropriate for me to feel this way? Is it appropriate for me to have this conversation with my spouse? Is it appropriate to still be processing this horrific, terrible thing that's happened to me, and I'm not quite over the grieving cycle yet? All of that is yes. You have time. You can be patient. You can be compassionate with yourself. You are the only one standing in the way of that. Okay, so this is going to bring me to my second point. Regardless of what age or stage of life life you're in, I want you just for a moment to think about your generation. And I want you to compare yourself to the generation above you and below you. And if you're in kind of my generation between the millennials and Gen Z, um, this is really going to resonate with you. For those of you outside of that, I hope that this resonates with you and gives you insight on how you can be a better support for those that are in this millennial Gen Z generations. And why I bring this up is because statistically, Generation Z is the generation that is the most comfortable, the most outgoing, the most um, comfortable talking about mental illness. And they're comfortable about talking about anxiety and depression I think partly because they're the most anxious generation that we have yet, statistically. Um, But they're also more likely to seek mental health. And and that they are a generation that has been the only generation to really seek mental health and keep it kind of like a societal normal thing to do. Um, And there's various reasons that are behind this. Um, When you think of any generation kind of outside of the Gen Z, which... Maybe I should back up and preface. Like Gen Z, when you when you think of Gen Z, these are the kids or the people that are born between the years of 1997 and 2012. So when you think of this generation, they're they're still younger kids, they're younger adults, and they have been raised with you know thinking of parents or grandparents, they're older generations they have not been raised in such a supportive environment for mental health. So it's really interesting that we have this generation who is so open to seeking mental health, wanting to talk about things, and really wanting to heal themselves. I I love it. I think that it's amazing that finally we have a generation that wants to do something about our mental health. But my point to this is I, it's an interesting perspective because it's also very, very shameful, right? Um, Generation X or some of the baby boomer, boomer generations, they're more of like our parents' grandparents' ages. And it's interesting because of those, those generations or those age groups, they've been through a lot, right? Like Great Depression, wars. Um, like there's been so many life events that's happened and yet we rarely see, especially the baby boomer generation, we rarely see that generation seeking out mental health. We rarely see them talking about it. Let alone normalizing it. So let's say if you know your grandparents are the baby baby boomer generation, and your parents are more from that Gen X, you don't really have this this validating supportive family dynamic to where mental health is talked about or your anxiety is understood. You kind of have this generation to where it's it's pull up your like um what is it called pull up your bootstraps and get on with your date right like the emotions are there and you you're not like in this time frame you're not meant to talk about it you're not meant to go over it you're not meant to complain you're just supposed to like deal with life and move forward and what's sad about this is like they have faced some of the worst world events that we've had and yet nothing is being you know talked about as far as how they've experienced trauma how they've carried it with them Um, You know, mental health diagnoses definitely weren't a thing. And so now you have kind of these younger generations to where mental health is being talked about. You have diagnoses that are being placed. Um, I feel like it's almost daily you hear more and more celebrities or influencers or people that are talking about their diagnoses, talking about them going to therapy just to normalize this. But yet sometimes like our parents and our grandparent generation, it's it's not a thing. We, they, they, we don't get the validation from them. We don't get the understanding. And I can like examples I can give you of this is think about kind of parents generation or excuse me, parents generation or grandparents generation, right? Think about how like moments that maybe like Christmas, I always use the holidays as example, right? Holidays suck for all of us, but why does it suck? right? Because you usually have these older generations that have kind of like this quote unquote normal, um, stereotypical family picture of what holidays should look like. And when it doesn't go according to plan or when you don't fit into their plans, then they kind of throw this temper tantrum, right? They throw this fit. And, and I say that because it's a temper tantrum only because it's like a six-year-old would that doesn't have an emotional intelligence or doesn't have an emotional language yet. They just react. They explode. They throw this temper tantrum. And we see that sometimes in our parents and grandparents where they don't, literally don't know how to communicate their feelings. So they're just going to react and they say things that are hurtful. They're passive aggressive with certain things. So it's literally a generational gap that we have with these generations um, even within a matter of years. And then you have kind of this Gen Z that isn't afraid to talk about it, that is owning their diagnoses, that are seeking help learning how to deal with their day-to-day lives or traumas or stress from healthy, appropriate mental health you know, treatments or, or coping skills, rather than just like pulling up their bootstraps and carrying on with life. So I bring this up Primarily because I think that it's very, very relevant to most, hopefully most of my listeners and most of the clients that I see. And so this has come up so much in the sense that so many people feel invalidated by their parents. People feel like they can't go to their parents or grandparents and express themselves or talk about family feuds because their parents just don't understand or their parents don't validate or their parents don't feel, they don't feel like their parents are listening. And part of it is 100% true. They don't know how to have these conversations and they're not very good about being open to these conversations because for them, it didn't exist. These conversations weren't there. And so it's literally a lack of knowledge that they don't have. And this has come up, I mean, I'll be honest, like this has come up multiple times in my family and my, like people, other people in my life, I'm, I know like my cousin's generation We're all super close. We're like siblings and we all joke like when there's a family fight or a family conflict, we all joke about, man, promise me we never want to be like our grandparents or we never want to be like our parents because we just see how like mean and evil Sometimes they can be because they're so unhappy. And instead of talking about their feelings or dealing with the conflict in a correct way, they just shove and they shove and they shove and they shove because they have to. It's what they were told or that's how they were conditioned based on their upbringing. So, again, when we talk about normal, like can we sit here as millennials or Gen Z or Generation A? That's probably a little too young, but can we sit here and judge all of these older generations and you know, tell them that like that's not normal, that's not okay. Absolutely, but no, it's not going to do anything, right? The best way that we usually deal with like the generational gap is, think about it, is literally a foreign language, right? Most of us have been to a foreign country or or interacted with someone who doesn't speak English and it's frustrating on both sides, right? And there's there there's parts to it to where we wish that they would just speak our language because they're in America or we make these awful comments that make people feel so ashamed and guilty that they don't fit in again to this normal but it's literally a language that we need to teach others and it's a language that we have to process and I say that because it's one thing that for a lot of um for a lot of people especially like the younger clients it's, it's an assumption that they want their parents just to know. Well, my parents should know I had a terrible childhood or it doesn't take much to know that I'm anxious and my mom doesn't want to talk to me about it or we had a big family fight this weekend. Like, my mom hasn't even said anything about it. I don't understand why she can't pick up the phone and talk to me about it. They're not going to. Sadly, it's a language that for them, the fight happened, it's done, it's over with. we're moving on with life. We're not sitting, we're not dwelling, we're not processing. So it's something that if you're out there listening to this and and it's your generation that you want to be vocal and you want to talk, just know absolutely you can. But just know when you go into these conversations with your parents or grandparents, you may not get validated. You may not feel as heard as you want to, but know that they're not trying to be hurtful or they're not trying to be dismissive. You're speaking a language that they don't know. So you either need to teach that to them and guide them and be very, very direct with what you need, or you probably shouldn't have the conversation at all because sometimes those conversations, like, like they're not going to change. You know, we see that often in grandparents. They're old, they're older, they're set in their ways, their viewpoints, their beliefs are, are ingrained in them so in depthly that like they're not going to do anything different. And so it's one thing for you to know if you go have these conversations, it's not so much of normal because remember your generation, this could be quote unquote normal because mental health is becoming more supported in the community. It's being talked about more and it's, and it's not being this taboo topic that we have to hide from. So I kind of went on like a, a little bit of a rampage there. But I think it's important because so many of us feel frustrated that our parents don't listen or our parents throw, you know, passive aggressive comments to us. And although that's probably true, just remember that it's a generational gap of knowledge. They don't know this information and unless someone's going to teach them or guide them or they're open to going out and learning this by themselves, it's, it's knowledge that they don't possess and so it's something for us that as our generation that it's quote unquote normal, we have to sometimes help like teach by example or learn by example from them. Learning how to speak this language so they're able to hear it and transcribe it themselves. And my last point that I want to touch on and then we're going to wrap this up is that remember that trauma matters and This again, I'm going to be very honest, I am a trauma specialized therapist, so this is very biased, but you see this more and more that more therapists, more professionals are talking about it or writing books about it, are encouraging certain books to be read because it's so relevant to their life. But trauma does matter. I explained it to a client in the sense that sometimes understanding our trauma and how it exists starts by understanding what are the day-to-day struggles. So meaning if you're struggling with anxiety or you're struggling with your relationship or whatever the presenting concern is, start with present and work backwards, right? Focus on what is it day-to-day that is so hard for you to function or communicate or, or deal with. Identify maybe where these traits were learned. Identify the fears that are in place to prevent you from moving forward. And then identify the negative beliefs you have about this. So negative beliefs being, you know, where you told you were worthless, that you were never going to have friends, you'll never be loved, especially when it comes to relationships. Presently, what is coming up? What are the fears? What are the beliefs? What are the situations that are upsetting or triggering to you? And now work backwards. Make that trauma timeline throughout your life of where this was taught to you, where this was validated, and what events really validated or ingrained these beliefs or these fears Internally, and is it going to solve your present day symptom or stress? Probably not, but it's going to hopefully give you more clarity and give you better understanding. Another analogy I'm going to give you with this is: think about life as a puzzle. And I've used this before. It's it's part of my whole worthy pieces podcast kind of motto: is our life is a scattered, messy ten thousand plus piece puzzle. We know what this you know kind of disaster of a puzzle is supposed to look like and there's moments that our puzzle is put together very nicely and the pieces are falling into place and then we have some areas of our puzzle that is broken or we're confused on how these pieces go together and that's okay that's kind of how trauma affects us the way I explain it to people is think about as you heal as you gain further understanding as you have these conversations It's you figuring out how you put these pieces together. And on that note, we're going to wrap this episode up. I hope you got something out of it. I hope you feel quote unquote normal. And please just never stop working on yourself. Also, never stop believing how amazing and worthy you are to change and to heal because that is possible. I never said it was going to be easy, but it is possible.